Henry Bretz on ABC North Queensland. And tomorrow is the day for the race that stops the nation. But by the end of Melbourne Cup, you might be walking away with a significantly lighter wallet. And a big part of the festivities does usually involve betting. So why do we do it? Dr. Joe Lukens joins me as she does every Monday for Mindful Monday. G'day, Dr. Lukens. Who we might not just have here at the moment. I'll just try and get Dr. Lukens for you there. But yes, it is an interesting one. And I'm excited to chat to Dr. Lukens about gambling because it's much more than a psychological phenomenon. But it, it is that, that final decision-making behaviour is the idea. So research by B&T estimates that each Australian spends $88 on gambling for the Melbourne Cup. So that's an average $88 for Australians for gambling on the Melbourne Cup. And it, do, it does sound like a lot of money to, to let go of in one day. But over 10% of Australians spend more than three uh, spend more than $300. So they spend more than $300 on gambling with males spending on average $70 more than women. So it is a yeah, it is a really big uh, cost to you if you are going to get involved with the gambling on Melbourne Cup Day. And I think I have Dr. Joe Lukens back. Hello, Doctor. Oh, good morning, Henry. Sorry, a little technical glitch there, I think. Oh, no, that's all right. It's not a problem at all. It's a, the, the, even the phones have to have a bit of Monday-itis sometimes, don't they? <laughs> they do, don't they? <laughs> kind of give them a bit of a warm-up. So ch- chatting about gambling today, Dr. Logan, and I, I just read those stats out that over 10% of Australians spend more than $300 um, at the Melbourne Cup. So and is there psychologically something to do with our mood that makes us gamble? There is, and I think that's one of the things that's so fascinating about people is we're not always as logical as we might think that we are. So we know that when it comes to gambling, anything that improves our mood increases the likelihood that we will participate in gambling and then how much we'll spend. So if you're in a good mood, and I guess this is good advice for people a day out from Melbourne Cup, if you wake up in a good mood tomorrow, know that you might be more inclined to participate in gambling or, or the amount of money that you that you spend and we know that the reason that this happens is that our our mood and our emotions influence our behaviour through most of the things that we do but we particularly see this when it comes to something like gambling. So that idea of, because I know in many of our minds it might be the problem gambler is someone who is kind of sad and sombre sitting over the pokies machine but that that's not always the case it is those people who are going out for a great time and it's sunny day and they want to get involved in having a punt that can be a danger sign that you might be at risk of losing a fair bit more money yeah i i I think if if you know that you want to spend some money tomorrow then maybe uh pre-think how much how much you want to spend because like you say for someone who has uh, an, an issue or an addiction with gambling, that's quite different. It's probably uh, meeting some other needs. But for the, the person who, you know, gambles occasionally or, you know, Melbourne Cup's their one day of the year when they might do these things, the buoyancy that goes with the Melbourne Cup day, you know, people get excited and they get dressed up and they might have a lunch and a few things like that. It, it, it does have the potential to influence your behaviour. So it's always good to keep a little eye on these things. And Dr. Lucas, tell me about the gambler's fallacy. 
Well, the gambler's fallacy is 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 a, a really interesting concept, and I'm, I'm sure many listeners will relate to it. So it's like if you were in a casino watching roulette, or you were just you know sitting bored on your couch and you had a coin there, and you were tossing the coin over, and you know heads or tails, heads or tails, and then all of a sudden you realise that you know five times heads has come up. The gambler's fall- fallacy is a um, a mistaken belief that you're more likely then for the opposite results to come through. So, you know, if you were um, playing roulette and you've had seven black numbers come up in a row, then you might think you're more likely to see red next and more likely to put your money on red because you've had those seven in a row. Where, of course, we know when you look at the stats of it, the, the likelihood or the probability of red or black is exactly the same. It doesn't change. But we kind of think that, you know, I don't know if the universe is, is setting us up towards a particular outcome, whereas we know the odds don't actually change. And our minds are good at that. Is it a, a case where we are able to convince ourselves of the outcome almost in advance just because we are, yeah, we want it to be a certain way? Is that a phenomenon in, in our minds that we are quite good at tricking ourselves in a way? We, we do trick ourselves and we do that for a couple of reasons. So we do kind of, some of us lean into that sort of fortune teller kind of I can guess what's going to happen mindset. But a big part of what influences this, Henry, is the, the, the need that many humans have to feel like we've got some control in our lives. You know, and it's very much a perception of control because, of course, we know that, you know, I know that for myself there's very little that I'm going to do to influence the outcome of the Melbourne Cup tomorrow, but I might feel like if I behave in particular ways, I might be more likely to have an influence over it. And that's because we have this need to be in control. So so we, we sometimes as humans fill in the gaps when we don't understand what's what's going on and that makes us feel more knowledgeable. But of course we know that sometimes sometimes we get these things wrong. So humans are fascinating. <laughs> Aren't we just? And is there a case, Dr. Joe Lukens, on a day like the Melbourne Cup where someone who might not regularly be a gambler, but it's just such a big affair and a big event and it's a, a tradition, is there a bit of jumping on the bandwagon? There is, and it's actually called the bandwagon effect. So we see this with something like Melbourne Cup, so people might be more inclined and more likely because I guess it gives you, um, depending on the environment that you find yourself in and the people that you associate with, but if everyone around you is involved with it, then it's a chance to belong. And we know as humans that we have a very strong need that our social um, interactions are very important to us. So so it's a, it's a tendency to belong. But it's also, we see it too when... Um, the, the, the big lottery jackpots that come along from time to time and we feel like we need to be part of that, part of that environment and maybe we'll be more likely to win, which again, we know it, it doesn't change the odds at all. Um, but we do have this tendency to want to, to jump on the bandwagon and be part of something that everyone else is involved with. And do gambling companies and, and events like the Melbourne Cup, do they tend to play on that by really... I guess, creating this environment where if you're not gambling, what are you doing here? Well, I, I think that we do see that. So certainly when it comes to marketing and advertising, and that's a very much a psychological space as well as a behavioural space, you know, it's, it's all about getting us to spend money and how do you do that? You influence people's ways of thinking. Um, so we know certainly that if, you know, if, if I was working with a marketing agency, it would be messaging around, inclusion, being part of the community. And, and people want that. People want to feel like they belong. So it would be a, a strategic way of, of influencing people's decision-making. 
Dr. Joe Lukens, always a pleasure to chat with you on Mindful Monday. Start the week off having a little bit of a look at the mind and what it does because it can be a <laughs> they can be complicated little organs, our old mind. So appreciate you uh, shining a light and um, enjoy the Melbourne Cup if you are getting involved. And um, we'll chat to you next Monday. Look forward to it. Thanks, Henry. Michael Clark.